everyone. Welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm Hemel Javeri with my trusty companions, Evan Thorpe and Stephen Ruiz. What's happening, guys? What's happening? There's no football on this weekend, so I'm sad. <laughs> I would think that you would welcome the break so that you could get like properly hyped for the Super Bowl. No, I feel like I, I'll be happy the week after the Super Bowl and I'll be like, oh, I don't have to work so hard. But then like two weeks later, I'll be like, there's no sports on. My life has no meaning. It has no purpose. I wasn't going to get that dark, but sure. <laughs> what am I even doing here? Are you not watching the Pro Bowl? No. Okay. That does not count. Is the Pro Bowl even on TV? Yeah. It's I in Hawaii, it's, though, right? I think it's like ESPN3. People watch it. Like It gets ratings. I don't know who these people are. I don't watch it, but people um, watch it. So the Pro Bowl serves a very important plot point in my favorite movie, Blue Crush, where a surfer in Hawaii <laughs> falls in love with <laughs> a quarterback who is visiting Hawaii because he's there for the Pro Bowl. I just want you to know that. Who stars in Blue Crush? Um, Kate. Uh, Bosworth. Bosworth. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, Kate Bosworth. I don't know what. <laughs> Steven's face when you said Blue Crush. <laughs> I don't know what I was reacting to more. That it was one of Hemel's favorite movies, or that <laughs> she watched it, or that they decided to put make the Pro Bowl a plot point. <laughs> the, the Pro Bowl is like a big plot point because she is a maid in Hawaii who surfs, and then she falls in love with a quarterback who's there for the Pro Bowl. Hold on, I feel like I saw this movie. Is it in? Is a Pro Bowl in Hawaii? Can you clear that up for me? It usually it is. is. It I don't. Yeah, think, it, it usually is, right? I don't think it is this year. I think it's in Orlando. Yeah. Oh, that's such a downgrade. I know. I would not even go to the Pro no Bowl way, if man. I was a player. Sorry, Orlando. Orlando sucks. So. Uh, imagine being like a veteran player where like you didn't make the Pro Bowl like early in your career, and then you finally make it, and then it's Orlando. Yeah. <laughs> what is the point? I would only want to go so I could go to Hawaii. I mean, I guess now it's like a. A good family vacation, like you could take them to Disney World. That still sucks. You could either take them to Hawaii or <laughs> Disney World. I can yeah. go to Disney World on my own. It's still a family vacation in Hawaii. It's just a better one. No <laughs> offense to anyone from Orlando listening to this. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, people in Orlando. All right. So uh, what I want to talk about, though, is uh, fan overreaction to the New Orleans Saints uh, not getting a call from the refs. The refs blew the call. I don't think anybody is arguing that. No. Even the NFL admitted that the call was blown. Mm -hmm. Pass interference should have been called. I want to talk about the reaction because I feel like that has been unbelievably excessive. Yeah, we have, like, the fans in New Orleans suing the NFL, and then what else happened? Well, there's a couple of different levels to it, right? There is... uh, a petition that was signed from fans that wanted to replay the game. There, what are you? What are you laughing at? I'm so happy that the Saints lost and that their fans are just crying about it because, yes, it was a blown call, but they decided to throw the ball when they could have easily ran the clock out and either kick the field goal. So because your coach wanted to be aggressive and not realize that it was under two minutes, you could have ran the clock out. You decided to throw the ball, and the play would have never happened if they just ran the ball and they lost. And so, as an Eagles fan, I'm happy. (laughs) Okay. I I mean, I think that's totally fair. But this is what I mean, right? Everyone blamed it on this one particular thing when there were so many different factors at work. Mm -hmm. Fans signed a petition to uh, replay the, the, the game. Uh, There was an attorney that sued for that. There is a Louisiana congressperson that wants to call Roger Goodell into the house for questioning about why this happens. 
I, I think that people need to admit that sometimes that bad calls just happen. Yeah, and I think, like, that play, like, it, it was it was times when I watched it, like, without knowing what happened, I was just like, well, that was bang, bang. I don't know. Like, I, I couldn't really tell if he got there on time or if, you know, he got there early and then I seen different angles and it was like, oh, yeah, of course he got there early. But that play happened so fast and the, the angle in which the ball was coming – if you're behind, it's, it looks like he got there at the same time the ball did. Now, you could say the helmet to helmet wasn't called, but the pass interference, I think, is the biggest complaint from from not being called. Yeah, I, I agree. That's the biggest complaint. I, I refed, uh, like, a youth basketball game one time, so I can empathize with the ref. <laughs> where, like, a call happens, and you're like, is that a foul? And then, like, the moment passes, and then you're like, it's too late to call it now. Yeah. So I can see how it happened. I think he probably thought it was a penalty because you could see – in some of the angles, he's kind of reaching down towards his flag, and then for whatever reason, he holds back and doesn't throw it. But it was obviously a penalty. It could have been two penalties, like Evan said. There was helmet-to-helmet contact. There was the pass interference. But at the same time, the drive before, the 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 refs missed the penalty on the Saints. They grabbed Jared Goff's face mask, and that would have made it first down, I think, from the two-yard line, and they probably would have scored a touchdown instead of settling for a field goal. So that changes the game, too. I don't see how you make a big deal about one call and just ignore the other. Right. Everyone is putting too much emphasis on this, but a lot of this does have to do with uh, refs blowing calls throughout the season. It feels like there is more pent-up frustration with bad officiating this season than in the past. Well, I think that a solution could be is have two referees at the stadium watching the game on the sideline, and that's how you have referees who, who know the game and have a feel for the game opposed to going to New York where they're trying to watch every game at one time. And then if it's something like, you know, a call that is missed at that moment, they could call in and be like, hey, a big play was missed. And it's not a, a question where, like, have the referees been letting them play all game and that was just something that mm-hmm. the fans want to be called right then and there, but mm-hmm. it hasn't been called all game. Mm-hmm. That was an obvious penalty. And so you could have those two referees go, hey, that was a really big miss. We need to throw the flag for that. Or just be able to – coaches can challenge penalties. But I think if you – if you, I think challenging referee calls, like, it's too much, like, what if or, like – because if you're, are you going to challenge when they do call a flag or? Yeah, well, the NHL has coaches challenge when uh, the refs call a penalty, but the coach can't say, "Hey, you missed a penalty," you know. And mm-hmm. then that's what's at stake here is that the refs missed the penalty. They can only challenge called. They penalties. can only challenge called penalties, and that I don't even know. I think it's like two a game or something like that. And if the challenge does not fall in their favor, they lose a timeout. Mm-hmm. And that's like regular challenges with the red flag. You throw the red flag, you get two. If you miss one of the two, you don't get – you miss a timeout. And if you get two correct, you get a third. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like they should be able to challenge calls that are made, but you can't challenge a call that was not made. No, yeah, you can't call your own penalties. <laughs> that doesn't true. work that way. Uh, my way of handling this – just don't have officiating. Forget it. Have it Mad Max Thunderdome style. Let people go out there and do whatever they want. 
You want CTE. I do. I, I mean, I don't, <laughs> but like uh, at this point, what's the difference? Like, what are these random arbitrary calls that people are making for concussion protocol? And that hit was uh, a sack, and this wasn't a sack, and this is pass interference. Everything is so absurdly subjective. Just take it off the field. Let them play. Just a mad dog. This I don't. I mean, dog. it doesn't make any difference. It <laughs> just to wants me. chaos. I do. And, and people can have their own regulations there. So this is actually what is happening in our government right now, is that some people are for over-regulation, like Evan, and I am for no regulation. Let people do it on their own. You want the purge. I- <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Let's get him on the next purge movie. <laughs> she'll Fuck, be- man. She'll be the evil, like, government person, like, trying to... Nah, she'll be at I your mean, house with the mask on, like... You, I mean, have you seen the rule books? The rule books are crazy mm-hmm. dense and intense, and there's still stuff happening on the field that get that gets missed, that has people outraged, so just toss it all out. I mean, I think if any, like, if, if the Chiefs wanted to complain, they could complain about that uh, roughing the passer call on Tom Brady, mm-hmm. which was just, like, a swipe on his shoulder pass. Right. And I think that was on third down. Yeah, it was a third down. So play. like that, that's something to you know complain about. But the Chiefs, the Chiefs fans aren't doing it though. Yeah, they take their L's <laughs> like a man or woman, and guess what? <laughs> They're waiting for next year. So Saints fans, take that L. Get your uh, the gumbo. Take your gumbo. Uh huh. Get your crawfish and watch the Super Bowl in peace. There's no reason to have a parade for losing. Wow, you have some strong feelings about that. So. We've lost viewers and our <laughs> listeners in Orlando and now New Orleans. What city are we attacking next? We have alienated fans everywhere. Uh, all right, let's talk about Super Bowl prop bets before we lose any more listeners. Uh, Steven, what do you got? So I'm going to read off these prop bets, and we're going to have Evan and Hemel give their best advice for making these bets, and I'm going to decide who gave the best advice. Okay. We're going to start out with the national anthem. Okay. An easy one, Gladys Knight. Will she omit a word from the anthem? Yes or no? Ooh. Evan, I'll give you the floor. Of course. Of course. What do you mean? Yeah. She will? Yeah. What do you like like she's just gonna forget a word from the national anthem? What word? Black people love to make up their own stuff. <laughs> I'm black. I know we 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 got a remix of the national anthem, so she might add in a word to replace a word because she ain't gonna remember a word. So I uh, definitely think she's gonna forget okay, a word. Okay, so if you're keeping score at home, that's two cities in an entire race. <laughs> okay, Hemel. I'm going to go with no. I think that Gladys Knight is going to have a faithful, traditional rendition of the national anthem. I'm agreeing with Evan because <laughs> I like chaos. She's a diva. She's going to put her own spin on it like Evan says. I Well, look, my official answer is no, but I will admit that there is a chance that she stretches so that the words run together mm. so that it's just all one word. Like when you say the alphabet, you'd be like, elemental. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The favorite for that is no. You would have to bet $5 just to win $1. You could bet $1 and win 3 if you bet yes. Oh, I'm betting yes. Oh, well, if that's the case, then I would bet yes, too. It's too late. Okay. Too all late. Right. All right. Next one. The length of the anthem. 107 seconds over or under over and just so you guys know the odds are even for both of them i'm going over like i'm going at least 130 wait she's not gonna do a jimmy buffett you don't think she's just gonna run out there oh, no. speed through the national anthem literally drop <laughs> the mic and then get out steven called uh, did you call it which one said that she's gonna stretch out some notes and... i did that's what i just said Yeah, she's gonna stretch yeah. out some notes yeah 
can she, we ta- can we talk about Jimmy Buffett's <laughs> anthem? That was the worst yeah. one ever. <laughs> I feel like he should Donald Trump should be talking about him. Yes. I like what is all this like uh, we get so hyped about patriotism and uh, respecting the national anthem and the flag and Jimmy Buffett gets out there and like and like lip syncs and barely remembers what he's doing literally go. drops the mic and then leaves. I can't believe he dropped the mic on that. That was I thought that was so disrespectful. I feel like England should get the country back after that. <laughs> All right. All right, back to prop bets. Sorry. Over under Hemel. 107 seconds. I'm going to say under, but not by much. I'm going to say under, but not by much. I'm going to go under. Under. I agree with Hemel. I think they purposefully put these these yeah. uh marks high just so you try to bet the the over. I don't think I think it's going to be under. Uh- All right. Will Adam Levine how do you say his name? Levine? Adam Levine. Levine. All right. Adam Levine. Sorry, not a Maroon 5 fan. <laughs> Travis Scott or Big Boy, take a knee. Oh, no. no. As no. much as I would love that, I don't think so. Here's the crazy thing. The odds, like, yes is the favorite. You would have to bet $3 to win $1 to, on yes. Do you get to pick who will take the knee? No, just any three of them. Let's just uh, eliminate Adam Levine (laughs) from that. Watch Adam Levine try to get out there be in the wokest white guy. Mm -hmm. It was pink last year. Oh, Oh, it was pink. Yeah. Then Luke Bryan the year before. Oh, Oh, man, Luke Bryan. Okay. I don't think they would kneel. I can see Big Boy wearing a Kaepernick jersey. All right, Evan just ruined the next prop bet. Oh. Will one of them wear a Kaepernick jersey? We're not oh. asking you to for your other opinions. <laughs> We're asking on these specific prop bets. But I'm going to say no also. Like, what are they kneeling? <laughs> There's no national anthem playing. What kind of prop bet is this? The answer is yes. I mean, no. Bet the money and you win. For wait, a dollar, wait, wait. you win $2. I'm super $2. confused. I want you to roll back. Are we talking about Kaepernick wearing a jersey or are you talking about We're taking talking the knee? We're talking about the knee. Okay, we're still talking about the knee. Yeah. Okay. You're so you're saying no, right? Yeah, no. Yeah. All right, next one. Will someone wear a Kaepernick jersey? We already have Evan's answer. No. I don't have a lot of faith in humanity right now, so no. I agree with Hemel. There's no way the NFL is going to let him wear it. Unless he does like a unless he has it tucked underneath stealthily and then rips it off at the end, but I still think no. I think it's going to be in the contract where if you wear it, you lose your money. That you're getting for this. No way. There's no way they would be that blatant about it. Someone does not know about the NFL. <laughs> I think he'll have, like, the uh, 49ers jersey. Not, like, the black Nike Kaepernick jersey. The that's one the one he'd wear. But <laughs> the, but that's not – the prop bet is specifically about the jersey, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not discounting any form of, like, minor political protest, but there's no Kaepernick jersey. I agree. I think he has a jacket on and he, like, zips it down. You see the seven forty. And Vegas agrees because the favorite is no. All right. So. Over under on Donald Trump tweets during the Super Bowl, the number is one. More than one or less than one? Oh, more than one. I say under then. All right. You say uh, I'm saying under, because this was a prop bet last year, and that he didn't bet at all during the Super Bowl. Oh, I say over then. I think that he he's got his New England Patriots there, and there's a government shutdown, and this man has nothing to do but tweet and watch TV. So I say over. How is that different from last year? The <laughs> Patriots were there. There's the government was up and running, but so if the Patriots win and he tweets, does that count? Like after the game? Yeah. I don't think it counts. It's during the game. Okay, so I don't think he tweets during the game. I think if the Patriots win, he congratulates Robert Kraft, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. 
I still take the over. I will say this. He seems like he's more petty than he has been in the past, so maybe he fires off a couple. But I'm going to agree with Evan. Under. Okay. All right. Here's the next one. Will Jim Nance or Tony Romo say hot Lana? Oh, yeah. Of course. Romo's going to say it. <laughs> Romo, totally. I'm going Romo saying it. <laughs> no, you guys are both wrong. Neither of them are saying hot Lana. Oh, they're totally in saying what, hot Lana. In what scenario? Give me the scenario. Here Tony- we are in hot Lana. Tony Romo's going to be like, he's going to be looking at the play. He's going to be like, oh, he's going to run a streak, and it's going to be like hot Lana. And then Jim Nance is going to be like, Tony Romo. None of these scenarios are happening. The answer is no. Don't listen to these people (laughs) and lose money. Go with hot Lana. Hot Lana. All right. Will Dilly Dilly be said during Bud Light commercial? Yeah. No. Do they still use it? I haven't. I don't know if they actually still use it. I don't think they're, I don't think so. I think it'll be a play on Dilly Dilly, but I don't see Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly. I'm going Dilly Dilly. They're going to say it. Mm. I agree with Evan because I have no faith in humanity. I think they're going to just keep trotting this <laughs> tired catchphrase. Was it ever good? I don't know. They're going to keep using it. It worked. Yeah, it definitely worked. All right. Those, those are all the prop bets I have. All right. We're going to wrap it up with our very quick uh, last segment, not sports, but whatever. Black Panther nominated for an Oscar. Steven, mm. I heard you have a take. Yeah, and it's not like a complicated take. This movie has no business being nominated for Best Picture. Let's be serious. What? It was a good comic book movie, one of the best comic book movies, but it's not Best Picture material. Have you seen any of the other movies nominated for Best Picture? I don't even know what the other movies are that are nominated, to Green be Book. Haven't seen it. A Star is Born. We'll never see it. Black Klansman. <laughs> I want to see it, but I haven't. I want to see that. I mean, I want to see that too, but uh, I think I don't agree with it. Steven, because I think that Black Panther was one of the best movies I've seen this year. It is not my pick for best picture. That goes to A Star is Born, which I thought was phenomenal. And I've talked about that before on this podcast. Do you think Black Panther was better than Infinity War? Okay. Evan and I talked about this. And I actually do think that Black Panther was better than Infinity War. Because Infinity War had too much Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought Infinity War was a better movie. And I looked at it. If somebody didn't know anything about Marvel, they could follow that one. And I feel like Black Panther was kind of all over the place in the beginning. And then once Killmarker got into Wakanda, it was kind of like, oh, well, Obviously, they're about to fight each other. See, I thought that Black Panther was actually not a comic book movie and basically an allegory for race relations in America. That's why I liked it. It was still a comic book movie, though. I mean, that's on the surface, right? And an Infinity War is definitely just a very good comic book movie. Infinity War is a movie about population control, (laughs) which is about climate change. Yeah, it's a serious topic. We should be talking, having these conversations. No, I'm sorry. I think that the the main central conflict in Black Panther is complicated enough and deep enough that it deserves to be taken seriously. But the movie around it didn't wasn't good enough in my opinion the main the main villain can't act damn now we lost michael b jordan as a listener too and everyone true. knows he can't act oh that's God. not the appeal with michael b jordan. i i just like to say that that's not the that's not the opinion of myself uh, michael b jordan can't act okay. evan is staying and then, okay and here's silent. one more aspect of this take dark knight wasn't nominated for best picture Oh, Dark Knight was fantastic. And that's the best comic book movie ever. That was way better than And it was not Marvel's nominated. I thought The Dark Knight was great, and I think that it definitely deserved to be nominated for stuff because it was so good. Exactly. It should have been. And that's the reason why they, like, expanded the nomination number of nominations now, like, 
I think it's like a limited number. Before it could only be five. Uh, but we all know that awards aren't fair. And especially this year, all the movies seem to be mostly garbage. All right. Well, we'll be back next week for a final episode before the Super Bowl. Thank you guys for listening.